Senior costume. I am ass for Halloween. <laughs> your ass? What? Your uh, Eeyore. I'm Eeyore. I'm a donkey. Here, give me, give me one second. I am the Miracle Traveler for Halloween, and my friend here is Johnny Rocket. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but it sounds right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jared. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. What day was, was a good it? One. Huh? What day was it? Oh, uh, yesterday. Nice. 24. And 24. 24 years old, Joe. Big two four. One year away from being halfway at 50. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Or, or, four years away from my prime. Twenty-eight. Just count how many years you've had awareness. I, I prefer to measure my life in the amount of places I've visited, countries I've been to, um, women that have broken my heart. Uh, <laughs> it's like a function of. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Spidey! What's up, guys? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> there we go. Oh, right, now I'm ready for this fucking podcast. Let's go. Oh, man. All right. Welcome back to the Golden Road Podcast, the number one podcast in the universe. My name is Addison. I'm the founder of The Golden Road, who strives to inspire and motivate people to live their best lives. I am the Miracle Traveler, today coming at you from San Diego, California. Beautiful, sunny skies here today in SoCal. Um, I'm here to bring to you kind of the cultures and, and knowledge from cultures all around the world and uh, bring them into discussion on the topics that we have here for today. Then hi everyone, my name is Ryan. I am a Zen master and yogi, and I am a strengths-based coach to help people use their strengths to overcome challenges. And today, uh, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, we're all dressed up. I'm Spider-Man. Jared is the- I'm the Miracle Traveler. Miracle Traveler. And we got Eeyore over there. Eeyore. Why not be asked? He's not, he's not uh, usually that lazy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but totally an asshole, though. <laughs> I mean, everyone can be that sometimes. Hold on. I'm trying to find. All right. Uh, so first off, we're going to start with the – oh, nice. Tario card reading. So the card today – is crown chakra 
All right, let's. The crown chakra. All right, key facts, color, violet, sound, none, or ohm can be used. Element, thought, gland, pineal, keywords, I know. The crown chakra is located at the top of the head and has been called the thousand petal lotus or the receiver of light. The chakra is the center of your link with the universe, the infinite and your higher consciousness. It's the connection between wisdom and spiritual insight. The crown, the crown center is the area where ethereal light and energy are received and then di dissipated throughout your, your aura for total well-being. To balance the chakra, I find that meditation, breathwork, yoga, spiritual healing, acupuncture, and color therapy work best. When properly aligned, your crown chakra will expand to a point where it's possible to access and tap into the deeper sources of wisdom. This card resonate with you guys. I definitely feel like more in my crown chakra and like focusing on that in more recent times. What about you guys? So I started my day out with a hike on uh, Kwai Pei, actually. It's about a six-mile hike, a little bit of a, some, some two miles of running in there. But uh, I got to a really great point at the top of this mountain where I saw two pillars, stone pillars, very flat on top. And uh, I was on a call with Addison at the time. And a beautiful scenery, the, the sun rising up. And I figured, what a great way a great place to meditate so i started i went back to our youtube uh video on there of the vertical access medit meditation i really recommend this for everyone here um everyone watching and listening it's a really great way to align all of your chakras and i believe it starts with the ground chakra and um, it'll help even if you get back pain even it'll help align chakras so that you're more back and then everything here really is put together quite nicely for you um and i i really felt grounded after that you know being really tight with the earth um i was there and, and just to get out and experience a six mile trek like that to, well, to conquer your day on halloween was the best way to go about it so it certainly awesome. resonates with me the, the, the ground part there about what about you, Anthony? I know we forgot to introduce you. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we are glad you. to have you back on. You are going as a Hawaiian native today, it looks like. Indeed. Cali, Cali attire. Perfect for where you yep. guys are. My boy, Johnny Rocket right here. Johnny Rocket, the Miracle, tra the <laughs> miracle Traveler's trusty sidekick. <laughs> nice. Right. Charlie Slowly. Rock? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, today. I mean, I started off with a delicious breakfast, and that was my uh, that was my wonderful alignment. That was probably my stomach chakra. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, solar plexus. Yeah, yeah. Solar Nutrients plexus. and light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give you energy for the day. Absolutely. Feeling energized. Autopiloting, ready to go. Nice. You guys are in the Tesla. I know we talked about this on the last podcast. Last podcast, you were just, you were about to get the, the Tesla, right? And now you have the Tesla. Wow. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I think uh, we had him on during season two or something. And, yeah. Uh, 
it was about leveling up, and, and now mm-hmm. he's you know, now he's leveled up. up. Yeah, leveled up for sure. It's pretty wild. I don't even remember that it was that long ago that I didn't have the Tesla. It's pretty yeah. cool to hear that I was just talking about getting it and that it happened. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, we're all talking about. Oh, nice, Los Angeles. What about you, Ryan? Did uh, Crown Chakra resonate with you? I think it resonates in the sense that in my life, I feel like a lot of things that are not serving me are just kind of evaporating at my fingertips. Like things, things have been sort of working out more recently in terms of if I have a fork in the road and I'm deciding between one path or over another, I can very easily make the right choice. And I've been making really good choices recently. And I can't say that that's been true of the past, but right now the choices have been on point. I've made decisions that have protected me and my family, um, you know, like not putting myself in dangerous COVID situations, like just better instead of like wasting time doing pointless things. Um, and I think the upcoming chapter is one that is just going to propel just that higher purpose exponentially. And I think it, this next phase of, of my life is going to propel me into the future that I want to live. So I know that I'm on the right path and I'm happy with where I'm at. That's great, Ryan. Yeah, I'm excited for this next chapter and what the future holds for us. Uh, and when we're talking about the next chapter, I mean, like, it's going to be the next chapter of, like, the United States, too, and not just our own personal lives. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Um, and just, like, who who do you guys think is going to be president? What, what do you guys think is going to happen? Um, but uh, first, Ryan, do you, you want to do a meditation? Yeah, sure. So given we pulled the crown chakra today, how do we feel about doing a crown chakra meditation? Sure. I think that would be appropriate. All right. So we'll go ahead and this will be a little bit more of an educational meditation, but just as much uh, sort of targeting that crown, um, a little bit of vertical axis here and there, and really trying to open up that pillar um, vertically extending out towards the top of our head up into the universe and just sort of being a beacon of light for those around us. So when you are ready, go ahead and get started. So finding a comfortable seated position, let's go ahead and place our palms face down. We're gonna put our palms face down on our kneecaps or maybe our thighs. And the reason why we're going to be doing face down today is because we have to recognize that in order to help anyone else, we must first help ourselves. So we're going to go ahead and begin to turn inward. We're going to gently and softly begin to close the eyes. As we close the eyes, we're going to start settling into the breath, taking notice of the natural rhythm, rise and fall of the breath. Maybe we recognize that our breath is more centered towards our chest. Or maybe we naturally have a deeper breath extending down into our belly. 
whatever that breath is, just take notice of it for a few more breaths. Now what we'll begin to do is start to deepen the breath. So our next inhale, we're gonna take a deep inhale through the nose and exhale, sigh it out the mouth. Inhale through the nose and exhale, sigh it out the mouth. Inhale through the nose, exhale, sigh it out the mouth. Next inhales, we're gonna to start to breathe down into that belly, into that abdomen. So next inhale, inhale through the nose, extending, reaching that breath down into the belly, hold at the top for four, three, two, one, suck in a little bit more breath and constrict the back of the throat, keeping the mouth closed, sigh it back out through the nose, settling into that ujjayi. Inhale through the nose, sucking in, feeling our belly rise and expand. Hold at the top for four, three, two, and one. Suck in a little bit more air, constrict the back of the throat, exhale back out through the nose. Final breath, deepest breath yet. We're gonna take a deep inhale through the nose. Hold, four, three, two, and one. A little bit more, suck in, suck in for four, three, two, one. Constrict the back of the throat, side out the nose. As we enter this new chapter, both in you know our nation, in our internal selves, we might need a little bit of motivation. We might need a little bit of extra energy to get us through the next set of obstacles. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna try something new. We're gonna go ahead and do a little bit of fire breath to get ourselves activated. This is meditation is really good for in early in the mornings when you need to really jumpstart and focus. But we're gonna use this now to really activate our breath, our energy, internal energy to help carry us into this new chapter. So how this breath works, and if you want to, you can open your eyes, you can keep your eyes closed, just listen to my voice. We're gonna be taking very brief inhales through our nose, and then we're gonna be pushing the breath out from our mouth, and you're gonna feel it in your belly. And actually you wanna use your belly to like control the breath. So I'll go ahead and demonstrate. So if you saw what I did or if you could hear what I'm doing, essentially you're breathing in through the mouth and back out through the mouth in short breaths using the belly as a guide. So it's not in the chest, it's a lower belly breath. So we're gonna just go ahead and do this for about 30 seconds to just um, activate that energy to help us with our crown chakra. So in three, two, one, using the breath as, or using the belly as the guide, 
quick, short inhale, exhales in through the nose or in through the mouth, out through the mouth. Ready? Go. <sighs> Let that belly guide. This is the fire breath. 20 seconds. Ten seconds. For five. Four, three, two, and one. Return to your normal breath. You feel a slight rush in your head. That is perfectly natural. This is building up that energy that we're gonna go ahead and carry from our um, sacral chakra all the way up through to the crown of our head. Softly and gently close the eyes again and return back to that natural breath. The crown chakra or Sasharara chakra is the seventh chakra and it sits at the very top of your head. This particular chakra's meaning is all about spiritual connectivity. Often referred to as the thousand petal lotus chakra, it is the highest chakra and it is open and its openness can impact on or be influenced by anything, including the following. How much beauty you can see in the world around you. Your excitement levels. Your motivation to reach goals. Whether you have restful sleep. Your ability to find peace. And your self-worth. Take notice of how your crown chakra feels now. It should be the top of your head. Notice whether there's light extending up through the top or whether you are drawing light in from the universe currently. When your crown chakra is properly aligned and fully open, you will experience all of the pleasure in life. You'll feel grateful, you'll feel alive, you'll feel like your days are full of joy. With regular crown chakra healing exercises, you can begin to enhance your spiritual awareness and begin to enjoy the little, little moments of beauty that life has to offer. If your crown chakra is afflicted and not fully open, you may experience blockages. And these blockages can cause you to experience trouble, troubling symptoms, such as disillusionment, boredom, melancholy, and restlessness. How does your crown chakra feel today? We're gonna go ahead and begin to imagine a bright golden light extending out the crown of our head. As you continue to breathe in and out, naturally. Begin to notice how that light continues to get brighter and brighter and warmer and warmer as you continue to breathe. Let that warm golden light wash 
over your entire body from crown of head all the way down to the bottom of your toes. We're gonna go ahead and begin to do a couple affirmations here. Internally, begin to say the following. I am constantly connected to my highest self. We are all on this earth to make a difference. I am attuned to the divine energy of the universe. I know my own spiritual truth and live in accordance with it. Today, I am open to divine guidance. I see the beauty in the world and I embrace it. Lovingly, I emit light that attracts others who will bring love into my life. I am love, I am light, and I am joy. I am at one with the world around me. Right now, I am confident, happy, and secure of my worth. If you feel like your crown chakra is ever closed, and you need to return to this meditation, come back to those affirmations and you may even begin to practice them daily. When you're ready, we're gonna take another couple deep inhales through the nose and back out through the nose. So inhale through the nose. Exhale back out through the nose. Inhale through the nose. Exhale back out through the nose. One more, inhale through the nose. Exhale back out through the nose. Final breath, inhale through the nose. Open the mouth, stick out the tongue. Exhale, dragon breath, fire out through the mouth. That lion. And when you're ready, you need to clasp your hands in front of you in prayer. We go ahead and take a bow. Loka samasta sukino babantu namaste. Namaste. That was really good, Ryan. Thank you. Forrest, you're on mute. We are okay, sir. <laughs> so there's a lot changing in the world right now a lot of things happening i don't know where do we where do you guys want to begin talking about just how everything's going maybe the election on tuesday anything human trafficking is not okay Human trafficking is definitely not okay. It's not okay. Human trafficking is not okay. <laughs> I 100% agree Group with that. Consensus that human trafficking is not okay. Yes. But there is a lot of human trafficking go going on. If you take money from human trafficking, you are supporting human trafficking. Yeah. 
you don't speak up against human trafficking, you're in support, right? Yeah. Neutral, neutral leans towards the negative in these situations. Well, neutral is an action, nonetheless. You're choosing to do nothing. Um, so who you're saying is taking money from human human traffickers? Oh, uh, there just may be reports of Hunter Biden taking money from uh, the mayor's wife of Moscow. Who's a human trafficker? And um, like that money come came from the the black side of the market there, um, and they were known to be part of um, different, uh, like you'd, you'd call them slave traders, like brothels, brothels, but like black, yeah. How long ago was it's that? Still facts. Is, is it's still doing it's it? Been verified facts. It was about three million dollars or so. I think something like that. Is she still doing that kind of stuff? Or was this in the past? I, I can't remember when he took the money, but I think it was recently. No, I mean, like, is she still, like, doing the brothel stuff? Is, like, that's, is that how she made all her money? Oh, oh I sure, just want to, like, sure. make sure that we're talking about, like, legitimate it's, facts and not just... Uh, it's all... Do you not read the news? I don't... I barely read the news because most of it's propaganda oh. and censored. And I, that's a big topic that I would like to talk about also. And like social media. Well, we're not really getting any good information. Big tech, of course, censors everything. Yeah, there freedom freedom of speech doesn't exist on the internet. It exists in the Constitution of America, but fundamentally, doesn't exist on private tech servers. So really, our, our freedom of speech is in deep jeopardy. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, when you're talking about, like, the Hunter Biden stuff, like, um, the New York Times was censored from running that story. Um, one of the, the president's, like, speakers or um, was banned on Twitter. We're trying to, like, send a link to it. Like it, that kind of stuff's being censored, big time. Right, because big tech wants Biden in. Why do they want Biden now? Because I mean, they they increase the taxes on big tech, right? Biden would. Um, I thought it was a tax break for everyone that made over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. Oh, just four hundred thousand. A tax break for the rich is what uh, Biden's proposing. Isn't isn't it? I think so. I thought it was. He wants a, to I thought it was bump it up to like thirty three percent or like. Uh, he like he wants rich. to remove um, Trump's Trump's tax cuts. If I can speak to Trump's tax cuts, Trump's tax cuts helped people making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. To help the average American family save two or three thousand dollars a year in their taxes, 
and they want to remove those Trump tax cuts so it would actually increase the average American's taxes by two to three thousand dollars a year if you make less than four hundred thousand dollars. Yep, that's it. So it would be very difficult for low income families who maybe like have lost their job or like or just don't have high paying work right now. Just, that may- yeah income work or yeah. just don't want to lose two to three thousand dollars of their money per year yeah, that's a large sure. part of people's income for the most part some people make thirty five thousand to fifty thousand dollars a year gross that's six percent of a person's income if they're making fifty thousand dollars a year that's six percent of their yearly money yeah that is an average statistic though so it's not exact obviously so that would uh I mean, yeah, so Biden is looking, and what he said in the debate was, he says he's looking to, like, increase those taxes and increase spending on, like, going completely net neutral with, like, emissions and fossil fuels, fracking, fracking, um, and just basically increase a bunch of governmental spending, which I don't see how that gets us out of the current deficit that we're, we're in. And, and that money that comes progresses away from forward. things like Pres- progresses us forward. Well. I'm not saying if you hear my political views, I'm neither Trump or, nor Biden supporter. I just kind of, I'm trying to, I want the best for the individual, I want the best for the people. Um, and trying to like understand like which direction the world, which direction we should take so the world can prosper. I mean, I know some people have their political views and it's very like polarizing right now. Um, but there's no reason why we can't have a dialogue around certain certain topics and certain directions, which I feel like the news media doesn't allow. If you say, or like social media, you say something that was like, just out of it, like they don't agree with, they can just censor you and you're not allowed to have those conversations. But I mean, that was a little off topic. Like, I know, uh, Forrest, I mean, you're more of a Trump supporter, more, uh, and then Anthony, uh, I, I more libertarian, he's right? He's libertarian. Yeah. yeah. I lean more libertarian. I don't think that a libertarian president would be equipped, but I believe in the values and policies of libertarian more so than I do Republican or Democrat. If I had to pick between the two parties, Republican, Democrat, I lean more Republican, but I think balance is good. Yeah. So what, why do you choose to, what like policies do you agree with most in the Libertarian Party? Freedom of everything. I mean, freedom of choice, freedom to, you know, bear arms. Um, it's basically libertarians is complete freedom so it's it's not restrictions it's less taxes it's legalizing uh, marijuana things like that personally i don't smoke but um you should certainly have in my opinion freedom of choice of all those things and deciding what other people get to do with things like that um seems insane and controlling and completely unjust and against american values of base which is freedom yeah i completely agree with that i mean we should be free i feel like we're heading more towards like restrictions and like being able to like 
say, oh yeah, we we'll just like lock down for three months and not do anything and do whatever you say. It's like we're losing all of our freedoms right now. It's kind of it's super scary. Ryan, you have any input on this? I don't really have much to add on the political front because I also rarely watch the news. I think it's completely biased and it's hard to tell what facts are are actually true and what's just like propaganda, like you said, Addison, um, like in a last ditch effort to like skew the polls. Um, I should probably listen to NPR is like my best takeaway from this, but I'm more concerned about the fact that our our fellow Americans don't follow safety measures to like keep themselves and others safe. Like even just in a in a very isolated case of Michigan, particularly in colleges, like students aren't following the rules. They're not they're like not wearing masks. They're going and partying and sharing drinks and being irresponsible. And I'm just speaking from personal experience. It's just kind of sickening that like people don't have a common like shared responsibility to like for their fellow man or fellow woman. So that's kind of more what I'm thinking along the lines of the election is like, who's gonna, who's gonna help like address these massive issues in our country, not only with like climate change and like civil rights and like social justice and peace and stuff, but also like, how are you going to be like good people to each other? And I think that is more or less the existential crisis because I think it's the root of why we don't care about climate change and why we don't care about Black Lives Matter and things like that. So that's really my thought. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a dialogue to have there. Um, in the case of just... Um, yeah... I mean, in the case of uh, like social, like social media and the news and like steered towards certain like agendas. Um, but can you repeat that like last part that you were saying? Like, um, what were you were saying? Like, um, we don't believe in like people like oh yeah, people aren't like following the rules, and that people don't believe in Black Lives Matter and climate change. For where, where do you think that that like stems from? The ego. The ego in the sense of like, oh, I don't want this to be real because of the facts that they're, even though they're being provided facts or. It could be denial. I personally think it's selfishness. In a lot of cases, freedom of choice can be seen as selfishness. And I understand that. Um, So like just a couple of scratching the surface of the policies that I brought up freedom to bear arms, that could be dangerous to others. Uh, abortion, it's, you know, very debatably taking the life of another and things like that. And a lot of the time, freedom of choice is seen as selfishness. College kids that want to go to parties that aren't concerned about the coronavirus because they know that, you know, maybe them and their family have health care and they are aware that the mortality rate's extremely low and only for people with pre-existing conditions and things like that, not only, but mostly and it can very much be seen as selfishness 
Um, but personally, I think that's still people's freedom of choice. And that's something that kind of stands with libertarianism as well, is giving people the choice to decide if they would like to stay home in quarantine, if they would like to wear a mask and stay further away from other people, or if they would like to peacefully gather and go about their life in the way that they choose in the short time that we have on this earth in the human form. Just out of curiosity, uh, Anthony, what do you think about people hosting Corona parties where people get together so that with people who have the virus, who have had it, so they all get it, get the antibodies. Where do you stand on that issue? Personally, I wouldn't choose to go to a party where everybody has Corona and that's my freedom of choice. I think that's wild, but I respect it. I think it's wild that somebody would go free climb a giant mountain where if you or a giant rock cliff where if you slip you fall and you die like guaranteed i think that's crazy i wouldn't do it but i see that and i think it's interesting and just gives me food of thought and kind of helps me decide what i would like to risk and do and experience while i'm here i i didn't know people were having corona parties that sounds pretty pretty insane i'm glad you told me about that but honestly if that's what they're gonna do um, and they're going to get sick and infect their families and things like that. That's something that they're going to have to live with and learn from. And, you know, obviously hardships are not a good thing, but at the end of the day, it's the freedom of choice. Something drove them to do that, whether it was ignorance or choice or trying to gain herd immunity or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's freedom of choice. It's almost primal. It is yeah. almost primal. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, America is built on freedom and in the sense of like this whole coronavirus that like now we're being restricted from the things that we're able to do. And I understand that it's like, oh, the need for other people and like protect other people. I mean, in a way that's just throwing a lot of guilt on us. Say like, oh, I feel guilty if I don't wear my mask because then it will ha- affect other people. It's not really like for myself necessarily because you're not like you're wearing a mask not to spread anything that you might have which I completely understand. And there's statistics that say that that helps the corona, like the decrease the spread of coronavirus. Um, but in the sense of like people choosing not to do that. And it's, I mean, it's a matter of like choice, right. And like freedom of choice. And, and the more that I feel like the government is able to say like, okay, now we have martial law. Now you have, now you have, uh, curfews. Now you have to stay in your house. Like the more that you're just just go and like comply with like okay, now I'm just gonna follow these rules. Like the more that the, and the more you're gonna be led down the path of being a sheep that just says that now you're now what if they say oh yeah now go down go onto this train and uh, now you're in an internment camp. You know it's the same kind of situation where like it's like okay now you just like going along with with the country like what the, the the majority is doing and saying that is right for you when it could be the completely wrong path so all i'm saying is like make sure that we're asking the right questions so we know what is actually correct and what we should be following and for the the case of the whole coronavirus thing it it really shouldn't be the the reaction to the coronavirus shouldn't be as bad as the actual virus itself that i mean this whole lockdowns and like shutting down our economy and all this stuff stuff it's making people starve to death is causing more pain and destruction in the world than the actual virus caused itself 
Like it's the, the amount of people that are dying from, from the decisions that these governments have made. Um, and I'm not saying like, I mean, it was a panic time and we all had, they all had to make decisions and they, all that we can ask of someone is to do their best. Um, but still, I mean, it's causing more destruction in the destruction of families and not having as much money, not being able to eat as much, not able to have a secure job, not knowing like more, more homelessness. And I mean, there's a lot of people that are okay because they had nest eggs and they could survive this, but a lot of people would like, they can't just like stay home. They have to go out and work. They have to go live their lives. They have to go travel and they have to like feed their souls and do the things that they want or else they're not going to feel like a fulfilled human being. And we got to be focusing more on how we can bring each other together than how we can separate each other by six feet and a mask and only being on Zoom. I had something there. I just, you know, about about the mountain that I climbed. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good there. Um, one question I have is how the heck is this Tesla charging so fast? Supercharger. It's like yeah. a 3.0 or something. It says five minutes remaining and it's got just under half left to go. Wow. Yeah, why is it stopping? Oh, there it goes. Oh, okay. Teslas are cool, but I, I feel like the one issue with Teslas is that they're all tech, so and tech can be hacked. So if they say like Tesla wanted to drive you off the road one day, or they wanted to drive you lock your doors and drive you to a certain secure location, that'd be kind of messed up. That's your brake works. Your steering wheel works. If my car is autopiloting yeah. into construction cones, I grab the wheel and I I do what I need to do the driver still has full control and choice to drive the vehicle or to allow the vehicle to assist you with driving sure but i mean at a certain point can the technology get to a place where that could ever happen like someone could like tesla could just say hey i'm just going to shut off your car it's possible and we're going to have to cross that bridge when we come to it because we're at level two out of five of autonomous driving level five is there is no steering wheel there is no ipad in the middle of my car I don't touch my door handle to open it. Yeah, then you don't have I, a brake in the steering wheel and you can't control yep. it. I tell my car where it needs to go and it goes and every other vehicle on the road is required to have the same thing. And so there are no you know, accidents and mistakes and every car knows where the construction is, where a bump in the road is, everything like that. And your car takes care of business for you. It's going to be very interesting and very scary. I was, I was terrified using autopilot the first few times and I just I learned to trust it more than I trust myself in a lot of situations and just you know slowly cautiously figuring out um kind of the levels and you know what it's capable of it's been a it's interesting real awesome experience yeah nice it's interesting because I compared to me I have a manual car so I have full control over the engine and what the car is doing so it's like a complete 180 of like so you just let let your car do do it versus like you actually driving. Question is, is that going to create a handicap in the future? Do you think of like people who aren't able to drive and aren't able to get around and travel? And this also also goes into like the travel bans that they're having, or like connecting like your passport to um, like Australia connected your passport to your vaccine, so you can't leave the country without getting a 
coronavirus vaccine. Um, so the, the restrictions of travel is going to be a huge thing in the future. And if we're not able to go anywhere, like um, that's going to be an issue. So, I mean, so there's a couple of like things in there, but however you want to respond to that is fine. Yeah, I mean, one of the things you said is, do I think it's going to create a handicap for people who can't drive? Um, it will allow people that actually can't drive because they're sick or senile or physically or mentally handicapped to still get where they need to go or to have somebody else program a ride for them. If they're blind, like True. that is wild. It creates more independence, things like yeah. that. And it creates yeah, more there's, accessibility. There's of course. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's risk with that, but you get the reward with the risk you know and yeah. if we realize that something yeah. is terribly wrong like cigarettes they were like hey there's a pretty strong link here um you know you start putting massive warnings on that stuff and creating alternatives like you know vaping that's less damaging in terms of carcinogens and tobacco and you kind of adjust and roll with it yeah i agree with that um it'll definitely allow more people who have more disabilities to be able to get places. I do agree with that. I think that with travel restrictions, you brought up the travel restrictions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something where I keep waiting for this. I, I don't, this is dramatic, a little bit of an exaggeration, but I keep waiting for the nightmare to end where I don't have to, I don't have to put on a mask to enter an establishment. People have been wearing masks in China because of the quality of the air for years and years yeah and it's like some of them do some of them don't you're aware of the risk and you can either you know live your life the way you want to or you can wear a mask and you cannot um travel restrictions within different countries i mean ideally you know we could all not none of us have borders and all of us be you know great and free and the government would just help us and not have to restrict us and that's a long ways away you know progress is very slow um so yeah, restrictions within, you know, a state to within the country to within other countries in the world. Um, I mean, that's just going to be kind of decided as it goes. And, you know, countries that completely isolate are most likely going to suffer. Um, I mean, a lot of countries you know, make their money off of tourism. Yeah, off of tourism, off of trade, off of travel, mm -hmm. um, you know, selling resources to other countries and you know, if we get travel from another country and they start cutting that off, um, we might stop doing business with them in other senses. So it's it's all just kind of a business thing of like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Is this mutually beneficial? And if it continues to be, then, you know, keep it rolling. I agree. How long do you think it will be until like Americans can freely travel i mean i said it's gonna be a long time like can freely travel out of like the united states i know that we'll be able to travel like we currently are able to travel within the united states it might be a point where we're not even able to travel like an x mile amount of miles from our house which would be kind of nuts and very controlling but that model x right there and oh. that's a nice car to answer your question addison Honestly, that like it concerns me and I don't know when it's going to be. I can see a you know, possible future where um, these restrictions get worse and a mask is a requirement just like wearing pants in public, you know, or wearing shoes into an establishment. 
Um, it's no pretty shoes, no wild. shirt, no mask, no service. Yeah, it's pretty wild that even that's a requirement if you think about it, to be honest. Like, mm. you can't show your nipples. You can have your arm skin out, but not your chest skin. That yeah. stuff is already pretty insane to think about. So I can definitely see a possible future. Oh, man, this girl's beautiful. Oh, wow. Sorry, no. that was distracting. Um, I can see a possible future where that could be, you know, um, I guess a, a problem or a development, but whatever it is, like, it's a change I'm going to have to kind of accept and to tie it back to politics. Really, all I can do is, um, you know, if I choose to, to vote and stand up for somebody that's going to support more freedom over more mandated restriction. Like you can ask people to, you know, do better and um, help and be courteous, but you really can't require it. There's countries that are absolute savages and mutilate their children and very abusive situations and arranged marriages. And like, to be honest with you, I mean, there's, there, there's no way to go in and force them to change. You know, that's, that's the way that they've been for a while and developed into. And it's kind of just a, you know, part of life that we have to accept is that people are going to choose to act how they are. And if they have some type of government and government takes too much control, it gets rebelled against and they kind of lose their credibility and respect. Yeah, I think we could potentially, if we go in a certain direction, we could see like America going towards a rebellion. I think absolutely we'll definitely, there, a lot of people would definitely fight back, especially if we're heading more towards communism. Um, I wanted to go back on what you said about like what you can do is vote. Um, in the addition to voting, what do you think like the individual can do to like help the progress the world in the direction that they want? Because a vote, is, um, I think, is very like minuscule to the amount of impact that a human being can have, can make. But before we even go there, it's like how sure. can we ensure that our votes are being properly counted? Right. Because that's a huge issue. The system is imperfect. And really, if the, you know, if the powers that be really wanted to force a vote or force an issue, like we would never even know that we were being blindsided. Yeah, there's really no way to completely ensure that. That's another problem with voting. And, you know, mail in ballots could be falsified personal in person ballots could be falsified elections could already be decided before they happen oh yeah and paid for by that. big money yeah absolutely yeah, i'm totally thing, aware of that it could all be like, a ruse absolutely it could be a distraction it's like sports the people who have a lot of money and are betting on it great the people who have a tiny bit of money and bet you know a hundred dollars on a team and that's all they have in their bank account can kind of get screwed and you know, some people have really big money on things and will do whatever it takes to ensure that their team is going to win. Yeah. I it's definitely agree us, with that. It's an us versus them issue. Yeah, That's, it shouldn't be, though. It should be more of us working together and how can we mutually create the world that we want for the benefit of everyone and not be like, how am I going to beat, beat you out in a certain competition? Because, I mean, we're all human beings. We can all work together in some capacity, unless you're very spiteful and not, like, you're not a team player. Like, or you just don't like human beings and you're just, like, so egotistical that you only care about yourself and, and money. So, I mean, there's I, – I definitely want to be pushing more towards, like, bringing people together and, like, 
realizing what the potential is in each individual and how they can contribute to the to better betterment of the world. Um, and I, I just try to bring people together and just try to like like we have on this podcast, just talk talk and dialogue about interesting topics that might one little thing that we say could help change someone's perspective completely and like make them live a better life and want to achieve their goals. Like even like last week we, we had, or like two weeks ago we had Vito and talking about uh, functional fitness trip, functional fitness advice. And I mean, it's, it's everyone that I've heard to talk about is like, says like, yeah, I need to work out more. I need to be healthier. I love all these tips and that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, Jared, thank you for bringing Vito on and thank you. Anthony for being on and this is what it's all about is like being able to just talk about some uncomfortable and interesting uh, conversations that most people aren't able to have or are too uncomfortable to have. Um, it's like, Oh yeah, no, Biden's not going to add us toward communism. Well, is he, or is Trump going to do that? Or is Trump going to become more of a Nazi like kind of regime? I like, I have no idea questions that we can ask. I mean, those are kind of like two like extreme points on both sides, but it's like definitely in the minds of, of some people that I've talked to. So it's like, I don't have an answer for either side, but we can definitely like dialogue. It's like if either direction, like this thing could be completely decided and like nothing we do actually like really matters at the end, end of the day. But I mean, the best that we can do is try, right? Uh, that was another like long rant ish, but um, I functional just, fitness. Yeah, I just really believe in the in people and like the ability to create good in the world. I think our, our power is in numbers, and the, the more that we're not separated and we have to stay in our houses and that we have to be six feet away from each other and not to wear masks, the more we're being pushed away from com- like communicating with one another in person. And we're on an individual basis, we're, we'll never have the power that we need to actually bring peace and joy and love to this world. If we're just all separated. And there's certain ways to become more like together, like Zoom has been a great way and there's other ways too, but it's, it's, been, an, it's been a crazy ride and I think it's just going to get crazier, especially on Tuesday. And I'm a little bit scared. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm like, I'm just like preparing for the worst because like it could be easily turned south at any minute. And I, I don't want to be one of the ones that's not prepared for a downfall. So Addison, mm-hmm. if you are, let's say to use an analogy, if you're gonna um, uh, cut your nails and you're very uncoordinated cutting the nails on your right hand, because you have to use your left hand and you don't have as good of dexterity. Which hand do you start with? The harder task, or do you start with the hand that you know, like you have better dexterity with? Do you start with the easier hand or the harder hand? Usually the easier hand. The easier hand uh, is a good idea because once the easier hand is done, what's left? The next easiest hand. Yeah. It's not the harder hand anymore. It's the only hand. It's the next easiest one. So instead of necessarily preparing for the worst, um, you know, absolutely prepare for anything, but expect that it, you know, absolutely could go well and that whatever happens, 
you're going to have to deal with that when it comes. Just like the more difficult hand, yeah, you're going to have to trim that one. But Yeah, I definitely focus on like the next thing that I can be doing to benefit my life. I'm just worried a lot of people aren't focused on that and they're just sheep heading towards the slaughter. Well, your worry is valid. Yeah, it's right. scary. Like, is my family heading towards that way? How can I keep my family safe? I know I'm going to be safe. How am I going to keep my friends safe? How am I going to keep... How am I gonna, how are we going to progress towards the world and continue being innovative? Jump in there, James. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, usually I'm, like, very much an optimist. Um, I guess maybe in particular today I'm feeling a little pessimistic. Well, it's um, Halloween a little bit. I mean, you kind of sure. have that energy going around. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm usually very optimistic. Happy Halloween. I'm going to bring in a couple points. The first one is, Anthony, I really appreciate your point about the fingernails and that question because it's basically the root idea of like what I do as like one of my career paths is like strengths-based coaching. You always want to double down on your strengths because if you focus on like getting your weaknesses back to baseline, you're just wasting your inherent talent. And you're not actually progressing. You're just getting to medium. So you want to double down on what you're good at. So I really appreciate that question. I might uh, use it in my coaching sessions. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring on, this is a little more pessimistic, is two things. The first one is that is Murphy's Law. Uh, Murphy's Law says that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I'm not so sure what the applications of that is, but... I, I think part of being an optimist is being is acknowledging what the potential worst outcomes are and just doing everything you can to make the good outcomes happen. Um, Instead the of preventing point, the bad shit, double down on the good shit, just like right, you said. Right, mm-hmm. double down on the good. And, and even then in the, the fun- bad, you're, you're giving, like there's lessons to be learned. Right, right. The final thing I wanted to bring up, and then maybe we can have a discussion, is... Um, that history repeats itself every 80 years. Um, and I'm not trying to make any predictions or anything like that, but I think, I think we're heading towards a time where things can get really messy. I just have this intuitive. I mean, feel free to make predictions because then we can look back at this and be like, hey, oh, I was right. I was wrong. Like things have changed. So, I mean, Feel open to make any predictions that you want. I mean, yeah. I just have this intuitive feeling that we've been caged up like animals with these stay-at-home things and that people are not prepared to re-civilize. And that I think I think we're gonna have some really challenging international issues, honestly. Like I think we're we're tr- pushing for the candidate that's gonna bring us together, or at least some people are. And people have different perspectives on who that person is, right? Because of the ideals that they bring to the table. But um, I just think that there's going to be some very challenging international issues. And I think also some really like worsening, um, like person to person issues. I don't know exactly what those are, but I just have a feeling that things are going to get messy before they get better. When... Obama was president. We were so close to going to war with North Korea. Closer than we've ever been. 
for no reason, right? He was okay. Kim Jong Un was getting a little aggressive with his military, and and wimpy Barack is over there just, oh, you better, you better, you know, take care. Of you. you better watch watch your step, you know. Um. Then we have a transfer of power, and. More money goes into our military than ever before. We have the strongest military now in the world. And other than our relationship with China, I would say we have our probably the, the greatest international relations we've ever had in the history of this country. Yeah, with I mean, I really can't think of a, of a time of another time in the world where we didn't have better relations with any other country in the world. Can I add something? Venezuela is the only one I can think of immediately that there's tension between. And the fact that we're not getting stomped on and taking advantage of other people, because James, you said that people might not be ready to go back and might be kind of uncivilized, and I agree with you. People need to be ready to be brought together. So if we have, you know, let's say just to to use something... Just to use something radical here, yes, the end-all be-all is complete peace and love with every single person, but it is a process. So let's say as a radical thing that we completely open up the Mexican border and Mexico can just come into America, do whatever they want, don't need green cards, what have you. There are a lot of people in America, in different parts of America with different beliefs, who would completely rebel and revolt and probably commit hate crimes and riots and murders and you know all this crazy stuff if you spring that stuff on too quickly and people aren't ready for it that can lead to disaster so you're right people need to be ready to be brought together you were speaking about the candidate who's going to bring us together the most we need to be ready for the ways and the pace that we're going to be brought together and when i say we i don't mean us four on this podcast today i mean millions and millions of people all need to be ready or vast, vast majority of them completely need to be ready and have an understanding of why we're doing those things and what that's going to look like. How do we prepare people? By um, spreading awareness, education, opening people up to uh, knowledge and different cultures and, you know, the benefits of those cultures, not just, you know, these people have this culture and that's going to be part of your life, but how it can be integrated into your life and beneficial to your life. And maybe there's aspects of certain cultures, even in America that aren't beneficial and that we should, you know, kind of be moving away from. And a lot of people are going to have different beliefs on those things. Yeah. So I the mean, best way to prepare people yeah. is, like you said, education. Definitely need to like, I mean, understand that everyone's different. Everyone has their own views and being able to like dialogue at, like between each other i mean it's hard to say that like this person says that this is the line and this is bad when someone has been living this like a certain way like their entire life it's gonna be hard for that person to change their ways and believe in another way that they just haven't fundamentally believed in their entire life um and that's a huge like fighting against the status quo is very difficult so i think when we're considering how to bring people together i it, i like to go back to like intergroup dialogue and like dialoguing between people and being able to say like this is my experience this is your experience this is where things are similar this is where things are different and we can have a discussion on why we think about different things but it's not like 
you're right. I'm wrong. Like you have to change to what I am or else we can't have a conversation. And I think that's where we really like start seeing the dividing cracks start to form between people. And it's, that's going to be a huge obstacle to overcome, especially when we start, when people start like trying to bring people together or even try to like continue on the path that we were going on, which is more separation. It's like, yeah. I think that's an important point because like there are people who believe that utopia exists, right? Or dystopia exists. And I don't buy it because the fact that two people, completely different upbringings, completely opposing views can just agree, like come together and like flip the other person. Like there's always going to be two sides of the coin, right? Like it's just the duality of our universe. Everyone is, there's never going to be, oh, we all agree on this one thing. Like the universe would just explode and everything would restart. Like it's just, I'm being dramatic there, but people are always going to disagree. So I think it's just about, like you said, like how can we have a civilized discussion on it? And if we can't come together and agree, well, how can we agree to disagree in a peaceful way? And I think that is a really important skill that not enough people have. And it's something that even I don't have that I'm working on. I think if the universe exploded, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I don't think it would be a violent bomb. If we're all getting together in perfect harmony, man, there's no more need to slowly open up the borders and like talk to people and figure out if we're cool. If everyone's cool, man, we're moving at the speed of light in whatever direction you want to go. And then, Hey man, you don't have to deal with uh, the pain and the conflict and all that stuff anymore. All there is the destructive egos. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You just have to worry about the good life in the fifth dimension. (laughs) Yeah. That's some go into the light shit. Yeah. Just move at the the speed of light. Energy frequencies and vibrations. That's the key to the universe. Maybe that only happens when you die. Maybe not even after that. I mean, that's some really far-fetched, you know. I think it could be happening right now. Like, for me, I believe in a lot of that stuff. With like, this is, we're living in, like, I mean, the Earth is currently transitioning from the third dimension into the fifth dimension, which is why we're seeing a lot of, like, negative stuff being brought up and us having to, like, deal with it and having to move forward from it. Um, And, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, we never really dealt with this. So, like, but, like, it's really something we should deal with and make a decision on. And like, if it's good, keep it, if it's bad, get rid of it. And then we're moving more towards like understanding that everything is energy frequencies and vibrations and like how this like podcast is happening is just over the internet that's being broadcasted over frequencies over the internet. Um, and just, we're just moving more towards a more like contact or like less, less of a thir- like we have to rely on like three dimensional objects to keep us moving forward versus like um focusing on energy and like manifestation and law of attraction and bringing the things like vibrating at the frequency of love and enlightenment to bring us happiness and joy and like moving away from lower vibrations of fear that like coronavirus is currently trying to put us in um and trying to like fear and guilt and those are all very low vibrations so the governments are trying to keep us at these low vibrations when we're supposed to be moving up and ascending towards these higher vibrations. I'm very curious to 
you know, hopefully, I know no, no days are promised, but I'm, I'm really curious to see what the internet of everything looks like the next, the next phase of technology. Um, kind of scared of it. I think we should be moving more towards like understanding the third eye and like being able to connect intuitively and uh, telepathically than to let 5G waves destroy the, our DNA. I mean, like, it's just a far-fetched thing, but like that's, but more conspiracy theory, I guess. I mean, some people would oh, say, yeah. but, but like, I mean, 5G originally was used for military military use to disrupt an entire city so that they they could overtake them um and now we're being moved further away so that these 5g energy can actually uh like connect to our phones and everything um yeah i mean so with the thing with like at&t right now and like those things it's not real 5g they're just putting 5g on your phone to think that you have 5g i mean there's some towers that are up i mean they were doing that before it's a huge race between China and the United States to have uh, the 5G set up because the the main consideration there is like who's gonna who's gonna have the most like so if you have 5G and you're able to do you're basically able to spy on anyone in the world um, so they're looking for control over uh, information so the country who's able to do that first is gonna be the kind of the like world superpower. Um, so I think that's also a consideration of like why coronavirus is happening now, um, because like first America was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to use your chips in any of the American phones or like support any of your stuff. And then China was like, I'm going to throw coronavirus at you. So you disrupt your your whole infrastructure. So you can't like actually proceed. And then just like it's a whole this is a whole war. That This is a hot take, but I think this is World War Three right now. And it, it was never going to be a physical war. It was it was always going to be a five five D war, where it was either a um, a like a virus or f- like five G wave that kind of disrupts everyone's um, like mental state. I mean, like it's, it is a five G war where we, they're keeping us in fear and at these lower vibrations, so we're not actually able to be happy and be productive and actually live to our fullest potential. Hey, to touch on 5G as well, um, I can tell you for sure. So I do have a 5G phone. My little brother doesn't. And when I have 5G on my phone, I went to download a Netflix video at the same time as him. Mine downloaded in seconds and his was 4% done. There's um, there's high band, mid band, low band. So yeah, there's so it already exists. So it, I mean, they're already oh, putting yeah. their, their plans into action. I mean, they're very they're very tricky with what they're doing and it's very interesting to see what actually is happening and like the hands that they're playing right now, whether we like it or not, just like political policies. Yeah. And and what we can do is how we react to it and how we actually do we like feed into it and like continue down a path of like, now we have no security. Now we have no rights. Now we have no ability to do anything in this world. We don't even have the ability to communicate with each other. Um, Or do we try to like push more to come together and, dialogue and like move away from some of these more harmful dare i say it satanic methods hey i wanted to ask you guys real quick um if you want to pick like a last topic or wrap up any last things with jared and i we're gonna hit a rest stop and then um we gotta get to la yeah we gotta get yeah yeah this has been a great podcast um uh ryan you have anything to add 
at the last last minute. And we this is a, a huge topic. I know we, we can continue talking all day. I just wanted this us to do this podcast before uh, the election. Um, it's Halloween, a special date. Um, so thank you all for for joining. If you Ryan, if you have anything last you want to say. Yeah, I think I'll just save it for next one because I have some hot takes and a like slight game that I think we should go through because if history repeats itself 80 years and we go back and try and pinpoint where we were 80 years ago and try and match up the history. I mean, that was like World War One, right? Well, so technically it was like 1940s. So, yeah. Um, but I, I would almost argue that we're more so in the 1930s. Like, Right now, 1920s, 1930s. I want to go back to the 1920s with all the flappers and the speakeasies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like kind of we have like some speakeasies where like parties and stuff are happening, like low key. It's like you're not allowed to, but yeah, I have some all hot flappers twerking out here. <laughs> I have some that I'd like to share next time. Sure. But, um, yeah, thanks for the great podcast. Certainly a lot to think about. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a blast. Anything last from you guys, uh, Forrest and Anthony? Yes. If Biden gets elected, I'm going to China. I would rather live. Hot take. There's not going to be a difference between America and China if Biden wins. Why go to China? Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm talking. I'm talking. Excuse me. I'm talking. If Biden gets elected, I'm moving to China. I would rather live. I'm moving to Japan. Excuse me. I'm talking. Excuse me. I'm in Japan with us. I would rather live in a real communist country. Than a fake communist, socialist, Marxist country. Mm. I'll hold them to it, you guys. <laughs> we'll Either see. Way, okay. So, uh, so the, I guess this next podcast will see you in China, Miracle, miracle Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully, we, hopefully Trump wins and you're still here and I can still hang out with you and we can still go paintball. <laughs> hopefully that is yeah, you guys all right guys great podcast. all right thank you so much uh thank you uh make sure to follow us at golden road and all social media if you want to listen to this on anchor uh anchor slash golden road or golden road podcast on spotify um you guys know the deal peace love and namaste stay golden my friends peace and happy halloween and happy halloween